Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Trust the Tape episode. I'm not sure today's date because I'm on vacation, so I don't keep track of days. 12, 13, 2018? Episode 12.13.18. Okay. Welcome in. Uh, that's the great Dane Brugler over there at DP Brugler. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053. Those are those are Twitter handles if you're on the Twitter machine, the tweeter. Uh, and we do take questions on there for Trust the Tape. I posted something this morning asking for questions. And if you want to be famous, just answer that and put a question there. I don't know how many we'll get to today, though, because it's a big day. It's a big uh, Dane day. I didn't bring my laptop, so I can't contribute in any way, shape, or form. Uh, which is perfect because Dane, you did another masterpiece that people need to know about that uh, you need to consume if you're trying to be the greatest college football or NFL draft fan in the world. Dane's got you hooked up today, and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna kick my right foot up, <clears throat> leave my left foot on the ground because I'm not that flexible. And uh, where are we going today, Dane? Well, yesterday I posted my top 10 by position rankings. Uh, yeah! Very early. I mean, it's we're still, yeah! what, over four months out? So no, this is it. Definitive. You yeah. can't change it. <laughs> Hold me to this. No changing. I will quit my job if I am wrong. Oh, uh, dear. No, it's the, like it's a very early process. Things will fluctuate. Things will change. Uh, the all-star circuit, the combine, the workouts, uh, when we get updated medical information, interviews, uh, you know, there's... There's some of the stuff that us on the outside were playing catch up to, uh, but based on tape study, based on uh, you know, I, I did run this list by a couple of people, a couple of my buddies in the league, just to get their feedback on it, and I think we agree on a lot of things. Um, but if you want to check out the full list, uh, ten top ten by position, including underclassmen, go to the Athletic, uh, get your subscription. If you don't already have one, if you're on the fence, just do a free trial, take a test drive, uh, try it out, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, so. You know, look going position by position here. I think there's no big surprise. If you're a regular listener to Trust the Tape, I don't think there's any big surprises with the quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Herbert, Dwayne Haskins, top two. Uh, Drew Locke, to me, is the top senior as of now. Daniel Jones is four. Will Greer, five. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's big, any big surprises there to round it out. Got a couple, couple guys like Easton Stick from North Dakota State. Guy that took over for Carson Wentz. Uh, I think he's going to stick in the league. Easton stick. Ha! Huh. East, you think Easton's going to stick I, in the I, league? I, I do. I do. Uh, let's go to, so, another big surprise with the quarterbacks. Now, hold on, hold on. I don't want you to leave quarterback. Okay, yet, what do you got? Because I want to play a game. Uh, if the baseball player wants to play football, <laughs> oh God, is where does he go on your list? We're going to get off the tracks already, huh? Uh, yes, I want to know. I want to um, know if the football player, or if the baseball player, Kyler Murray, wants to play football. Where would you guess you put him? You probably haven't done as much work on him as on everybody else. No, but, but I just watching him play. I know that I would take him over Stidham. Yes, definitely. Greer. Yes, I like Greer. Will Greer's my guy. I haven't seen a ton of Daniel Jones. I'd take him over Drew Locke, despite how tiny he is. Maybe I take Herbert or Haskins before him because yeah. size is 
yeah. included somewhere. I just don't know how much. Is Kyler the third quarterback? Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly where I would I would have him. Um, yeah, the last few days, a lot, well, the last two weeks, I spent a lot of time watching Oklahoma, their offensive line, which, by the way, it's easily, easily the best offensive line in college football. How many Sunday players are on that offensive line? Six. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's loaded. Uh, right tackle, Cody Ford, is a stud. Both guards are will start in the NFL. Uh, the center's still young, won't be in this draft class probably, but he's a future NFL guy. Evans at left tackle uh, is probably a guard at the next level, but another guy who has starting potential. So it's just watching some of these games, and you're seeing Kyler Murray have literally seven seconds, eight seconds in the pocket <laughs> yeah. uh, before he has to really move around and do stuff. That it's won't just, happen in the NFL very often. It won't happen in, in the semifinal game against Alabama. And that's going to be a lot of fun, by the way, watching Alabama's defensive line. Quinnen Williams, the best defensive tackle in uh, college football. Uh, you also have Isaiah Bugs, uh, Raekwon Davis on that defensive line. Even the backups are, you know, they'd start many at several other schools. Uh, so we're talking about a premier defensive line against the best offensive line in college football. It's going to be a ton of fun. Just another, you know, kind of subplot to the uh, overall masterpiece that that game should be. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, he would be three behind Herbert and Haskins for me. You know, he reminds me a lot of a mini Mahomes. Like, he's got a whip on him, all right? Like, he can put the ball opposite hash, skinny post, you know, the bang eight, whatever throw, like, you're talking about the NFL throws, he can make them all. Not worried about that. Um, the ball placement, he's naturally accurate. I think the ball placement could have room for improvement in terms of you know throwing the right shoulder, uh, making it easier on his receivers. But he's a naturally accurate player, and then just the natural instincts. I mean, he takes advantage of that offensive line, no question. But he understands when he can you know use his legs. Uh, he's not a you know a, the read's not there. Drop his eyes and run. I mean, he sits in the pocket, take, goes through his progressions, trying to find the guy uh, to the open or the open guy. I mean, he's a player. He's a quarterback that is throw first and will run if he has to. So yes, he's five, nine and a half. Yes. He's 190 pounds. I do worry about the durability, but if he can see over that offensive line at Oklahoma, why can't he see over the offensive line, in the NFL? Um, I, I think that there would be a, you know, a little bit of a learning curve, but if he did come out, if he did commit in just solely on football, I think he'd be a first round pick. Oh, I want him to do it. It's more money. <laughs> I mean, you have to get hit and stuff. Yeah, but well, it's that's more thing. it's more guaranteed money. I, you you really have to wonder where his head is at right now after winning the Heisman Trophy. Well, his agent, who is a baseball agent, said he's going to play baseball. Well, and I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's a baseball agent. Well, he would get he would lose all his money. Well, he literally has four plus million dollars, you know, to his name. Yeah. You know, like that's he is he is property of the Oakland Athletics right now because he signed that contract. They gave him the signing bonus, so. You know, it, in yeah, according to Scott Boris, he in February he will not be at the combine. He will be in spring training. Yeah, the, if I were a baseball agent who got three to five percent of that four million dollars, mm-hmm. I would I would be fighting for the same thing. Now, I, I think regardless of what he chooses to do now, I don't think we're you you don't close the door on the football career. You know, I think if two three years of riding on buses to Midland, Texas, and play, uh, you know minor league baseball is not doing it for you then why wouldn't why wouldn't he go the reverse of everybody else though if i'm kyler murray this is how mm-hmm. i think about it i'm five nine five nine and a half 
Uh, I got picked in the top nine in baseball, even though I wasn't one of the nine best baseball players. And I don't know if football's going to come calling nearly as strongly three years from now. When you're 5'9 and you haven't played in three years, I don't know if people are interested like they were in Drew Henson or whichever. Right. Go the Tim Tebow route. Yeah, go football to baseball. Yeah. Uh, And that's, again, you have to really wonder where his head is at after, because I'm not sure, do you think he really, over the summer, you know, talking with Lincoln Riley, talking about the offense, talking about what the season's going to look like? I don't think they saw this. No. I mean, they they planned to do well. Yeah. I don't think they saw this. The goal is to win the Big 12, hopefully be in a position to, you know, fight for the playoffs. (laughs) I don't think the word Heisman ever came up. I don't think that, you know, they really thought, hey, you're going to put up better numbers than Baker. Yeah. You're basically going to break the quarterback efficiency records this year. Right. I don't think that was ever a part of the discussion or expectations, even within that quarterback room. So you have to wonder where his head is at right now in terms of, you know, and I, I hear a lot of people say, oh, he loves football more than baseball. You don't know, okay? Only he, he is Kyler is the only person that really knows how much he loves one over the other, and when push comes to shove, which way he's going to go, I, it's really going to be fascinating to see. But as of right now, as of uh, Tuesday, December, what is it today? Thursday, December. I have no idea what day of the week. Thursday, is. December thirteenth. Uh, he is going with baseball, and we're going to have to see how that uh, unfolds in the next few weeks. Um, Back to Dane's top ten positional rankings. Yes, on the athletic. Go to running back, and I've got. Let's a, see if I can derail running back for five or six minutes. I've got a different running back one that I think. Well, anyone has right now. I don't know. I haven't seen anyone that's been saying he's running back one. Um, but I'm with Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Uh, he's he's the backup there behind Damian Harris. He started the year as a third stringer behind Najee Harris. Um, but as the season wore on, he saw more and more touches. You see how explosive he is. You see the power. You see him downfield in the passing game. There's a lot to like about Josh Jacobs. I think he's got a chance to be, uh, you know, maybe be uh, kind of like a Sony Michelle type of uh, ascension from, you know, maybe he could be a second round pick to, oh, maybe we take him in the late first. You know, I think that's possible for him. Is this the first year you've ever had two backup running backs in your top 10? Because I'm pretty sure number nine didn't get the majority of the carries yeah. for his school. Yeah. Elijah Holyfield at Georgia. Yeah, and which DeAndre Swift is awesome. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot a lot about him next year. Uh, only a true sophomore this year, but he's legit. Um, I, I don't. Have you seen any of my number two running back on this list? I have not seen Devin Singletary play. He is fun. Um, I am not exaggerating when I say this, okay? Um He's one of the most elusive running backs I've ever scouted um, in terms of broken tackles. He just what, has a unique feel for breaking What about tackles. my guy, Tariq Cohen? Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Uh, but this guy is like in Nobody the, could tackle him at North Carolina A&T. No, no, he was silly. Uh, but this guy's like, um, you know, like the LaShawn McCoy, like just, he's so, he's undersized. He's only about 200 pounds, but he just has a unique feel for breaking tackles. Part of it's his widescreen vision part of it's his balance part of it's just how explosive he is um he's there's so much to like about him that someone looking to fill a Alvin Kamara role um or maybe try to use him as a LaShawn McCoy they're gonna like him pretty pretty high up you know, early second round I think I, as long as he tests well and you know everything else 
Jacob Singletary. I, they're, they're my top two running backs right now. How much is the NFL a copycat league in that they're watching Philip Lindsay be awesome? And was he a seven or was he undrafted? Undrafted. So undrafted, and he's basically uh, in rookie of the year running with Saquon Barkley. Yeah, at 184 pounds. 184 pounds. Yeah, and that's the reason we undrafted. Because everything else about Philip Lindsay was I mean, I, I gave him a six-round grade, and even that was far yeah. off. Just because he was tiny? Well, yeah, 184 pounds because you look at him and he was really productive. Uh, he was a three-time captain at Colorado. Um, you know, he's productive out of the backfield as a pass catcher. There's so much to like about him, but yeah, he was undersized and you worried about him uh, just because of his his run style. He's very physical, very aggressive runner. You just worried about 184 pounds holding up, but I'd say he's done okay. Now, you know, he might only have a four-year career in the NFL like that, but you know, it, the well, talk about so does every other running back. True. <laughs> You're talking about the asking price of being an undrafted free agent or even a late rounder, and you know he's he's done well for himself. A couple other high notes on this uh, running back list: uh, David Montgomery's five, my from guy. Iowa State. That's my guy. Another guy that really makes it look easy breaking tackles. Um, Daryl Henderson from Memphis at six. He quietly had over 1,900 rushing yards this year. Uh, Devontae Freeman type of mold of a, of a running back. Um, you mentioned Elijah Holyfield at nine, another SEC, a couple of SEC running backs. Benny Snell comes in at ten. Uh, not he's more of the the banger guy that's just gonna grind out yards, and he's gonna be the same back in the fourth quarter as he is the first quarter. Uh, but you know it's gonna take a certain role for him because he's not that make you miss explosive guy. Okay, and we move on to wide receiver, where being a small person does not appear to hurt us here. This is this is the toughest position to peg um, to really feel confident because there's just there's a logjam of wide receivers. We've talked about it at length uh, in, in past podcasts. How just the there's not a top twenty pick, or I you know we might have a top twenty pick, but there's no wide receiver that's a lock top twenty pick this year. Um, but from picks twenty to eighty, it's just loaded with talented wide receivers who have differing skill sets. They have different strengths and what the what they can do for you. Uh, Marquise Brown's my top guy right now, 5'9", 170 pounds, but he can fly. He's explosive. Uh, he could be a mismatch weapon outside Pretty decent inside. decent route runner, too. He is. He is. He can. Uh, he understands field leverage. Uh, he can track the ball really well down the field. Uh, so Marquise Brown, number one for me. Uh, but again, he's not going to be number one for everybody because of his size, his stature, and it's not what everyone's going to be looking for. I love Riley Ridley on this list. I remember him in the national title game. Yeah, Calvin's up. little brother. Yeah, now throughout the year, a little bigger than Calvin Ridley. He's a little bigger, not a, not as dynamic as Calvin. So you're kind of you're, it's a trade off there. Not quite as dynamic, but you're getting a little bigger guy. He's about six one, two hundred five. Um, and he's not the same type of route runner because Calvin was so good. But you can tell how much he cares about route running and how it's a it's a craft for him and how much he works at it. And that's a big reason he came in at number three. Um, now on this list. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Like these are all so close for me. Kelvin Harmer from NC State, AJ Brown, Ole Miss, Nikhil Harry, Arizona State, uh, Colin Johnson's on this list. So uh, a lot of these wide receivers are like back to back to back, and there's gonna see there's gonna be some fluctuation as we see the athletic testing. Um, you know, all these guys haven't declared yet, so uh, it's gonna be. I think this top ten list is gonna look pretty different now compared to uh, in April. How much would it help him if Colin Johnson went out and ran a four or five flat at the combine? I think that's the biggest question is just how his natural speed because I was surprised how he's huge, polished of a route runner he is. Uh, but yeah, you know that you know the size. I mean, six five, six six. The you know wingspan's huge. He can expand his catch radius. 
really good ball skills, but he's a very polished route runner, and I was not expecting that. And so that's why he is so high on this list. Uh, but speed will be a question. He's not a guy that's going to just blow by corners uh, in the Big 12, let alone the NFL. Uh, if he runs anywhere in the mid four fives, that's a good time for him. If he's able to get four five zero or you know around that range, then yeah, he's going to keep moving up. What if he runs a four three flat? Let's be real. Then he goes in the first round. Uh, okay, tight end appears uh, to me to be a pretty stacked position group yeah. this year compared to prior years. Well, and that's the now you put slash fullbacks. Is there a fullback in here? No, there's not. Oh, okay. But you got to give some love to the fullbacks. Well, you didn't. You just put the word in. Yeah. You put tight end slash fullbacks so and then didn't put a fullback. To let them know none of them are good enough to make the top 10. Oh, okay. Uh, and Dane's a fullback guy. Who was your yeah. guy a couple years ago? Who? You had a fullback that you loved. Probably. Um, you have a better memory than I do. Yeah, I don't remember. Did Nebraska have a fullback at some oh, point? Oh, yeah. Uh, the white kid. Uh, oh no! Maybe uh, you didn't love him as much as I thought. No, I did because of the J. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not Janikowski, but it's something like that. Former Nebraska fullback. He's in the Broncos right now. He was like a fifth round pick. Okay, keep going. Uh, oh, Janovich. Janovich. Yeah, that's it. Um, so for the tight ends, yeah, I kind of like a wide receiver. It's not a. Uh, top end position. Same thing with running back. You know, we might not see any of these guys go top 20, but 20 to 80, 20 to 100. Oh, we got to go back to running back for a second. Okay. For two seconds. Two seconds. Uh, Because I'm a fake OU fan. Uh Uh-huh. Rodney Anderson. Yeah. If medically at the combine, they go, yep, he's ready to go play. Yeah, he makes this list. Uh, that he was like in that eight to 12 range on my list. And so because of the medicals, I just left him off for some other running backs. But if he goes to the combine and the trainers give him two thumbs up and say, listen, he's, you know, he's, he's had a neck, he's had a knee, but these are freak things. He's fully healthy. You know, there's nothing lingering. There's nothing you should worry about in terms of then he goes on day two, aggravating. Yeah. I think he goes on day two coming into the year. He was my top running back. Uh, you still worry about the durability because he's only played in, you know, just over a dozen games because of the injuries. But uh, you just said that's a situation where you have to trust the the medical staff. I mean, like you said before, running backs have such a short uh, shelf life that, you know, you're not really drafting a running back for uh, 10 years from now. You're drafting him for his rookie contract, and then you go from there. Um, so back to tight ends. It's another it's a loaded class from, again, 20 to 80, even beyond that, 100, 125. Um, but it's dependent on the underclassmen. Uh, this is not a good year to be a senior tight end because those guys are going to get pushed down, down, down for these underclassmen. Uh, of my top ten, I think I think eight are underclassmen. Uh, starting with the Iowa the guys at the top, Fant and Hawkinson. Fant's going to blow up the combine. Um, and Hawkinson, he kind of doesn't. Well, you got Fant listed as a four six eight here. Where do those numbers come from? You think he's going to beat that? Yeah, I think he'll beat that. Okay. I mean, I I use these numbers. I use what NFL teams have on file, or at least one NFL team has on file. That could be a springtime. It could be an, an, an estimate. I don't know where they get it from. Okay. Um, but it's considered a placeholder. Because I'm wondering where my time. four four tight ends are going. Where are my Vernon Davises? I thought tight ends were going to start running four fours now. Uh, I think Fant will probably be a four five five guy uh, around there. Um, so you know, probably you can run faster than Colin Johnson. Uh, he's he's a legit athlete. He, where he's really going to impress is the jumps. I mean, I wouldn't shock me at all if he gets over forty in the vert, eleven in the broad. Um, he's got that type of ups. So and then Hawkinson right behind him. You know, he doesn't get talked about nearly a, enough um, because of Fant, but he's very much an above average athlete. He's more angry too, and he'll take your soul as a blocker. <laughs> so. 
Hawkinson, uh, both made my mock draft, which two tight ends from the same program in the same first round has never happened before. Uh, after that, Irv Smith from Alabama. I'm high on him. A lot of SEC guys, Dawson Knox, Jay Sternberger, uh, two seniors, Drew Sample and Josh Oliver, two West Coast tight ends I like a lot. So um, tight end, if you need a tight end this year, not a bad year to do that. How's offensive tackle? That's one of the spots that's super important, so it's going to get overdrafted. Is this mm-hmm. one of those years where somebody's going to make a mistake when they do that, or do you have some top-end talent? Top end, but these tackles are really interesting because there's so much differing opinions on them. A guy like Jonah Williams, uh, there are some who think he's going to be an NFL center uh, because he doesn't have that oh, wow. great length. Uh, but he's so technically sound. He's so uh, aggressive with his mindset uh, as a run blocker. He just doesn't have that elite length that you want. He's a good athlete, not an amazing athlete. And so, so he needs to measure with 33 and a half inch arms. And I don't think he will. I mean, he'd probably right at 33. Yeah. I mean, probably Joe Thomas. You know, that's what Joe Thomas was right around there. And I think that's probably what Jonah Williams will be. So it's not that he we should can't move play. Joe Thomas to center. Yeah. Should have moved him. Uh, maybe he would have made the Hall of Fame if he, if he did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Little from Ole Miss is number two. And then Cody Ford from Oklahoma, who it's funny. I included him in my mock draft. H- hadn't heard a word about Cody Ford all year. I included him in my first round mock draft. All of a sudden, Twitter's blowing up with uh, Cody Ford and how good he is. And oh, you're saying that uh, people are listening to Trust the Tape. It's just funny how that works. Seeing what you write about and catching up, huh? How about uh, that? But Cody Ford, like, and I told you, I was watching a lot of Oklahoma tape lately. This guy is probably pushing 350 pounds. Okay, he's huge, but but it's it's not sloppy. It's filled out. He's just a broad shoulder, thick dude. There's been a really big Oklahoma guy that played tackle that's been pretty good in the NFL, I believe. Except he is the worst athlete ever. Has he been all right? I haven't seen much of him with the Ravens. I thought he'd been all right. Has he? I didn't see what much I've of heard him. is that he's been all right. Okay, I've only seen him play a little bit, but well, this uh, guy's a lot better. Yeah, better athlete. <laughs> much better athlete. I, I've watched, like I said, five or six games of Oklahoma, just watching the coaches film from the end zone. He has he didn't get beat once around the edge, not once. Uh, he's got that type of lateral quickness. Um, but sometimes he'll overset and someone will get him with an inside move. But his strength, his power. Uh, he can latch. He can move bodies uh, from the run lane. Uh, just he's an overwhelming dominant player. And uh, if a grizzly bear played tackle, that's what it would look like. So Cody Ford. Grizzly bears have long arms. Yeah, and they're just aggressive, okay. violent dudes. Okay. Um, so Cody Ford, he's on the way up, uh, number three right now. But wouldn't shock me if he goes higher than that. Um, Jawan Taylor from Florida is on the list. Uh, a couple other seniors with um, Andre Dillard, two West Virginia tackles, Alabama State making an appearance. Uh, Alabama State is the team that uh, when NCAA used to have a video game, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's back or not, but I would do the like the franchise mode of college, and I would pick a small Texas school to create a powerhouse like UT okay. El Paso, something like that, and I would always schedule Alabama State as mm-hmm. one of my non-conference games because we could win that game. Nice. I just want you to know that. That's where Isaiah Crow came from. So Titus Titus Howard, Alabama State. Yeah, and I he was on my you know preseason list. I didn't know much about him. They played at Auburn this year, so I watched that game and I was kind of blown away. I was like, wow, this guy's really athletic. He's not letting any pressure off the edge. Uh, aside from I think it was just like a he had a, a false start penalty. Aside from a false start, he played an outstanding game against Auburn. So that put him on my radar right away, and that was back in September. 
And here we are. He's got a senior, in, senior bowl invite, and I think he's got a chance to be a top 100 pick. Uh, former tight end, put on weight, uh, can move really well. He needs a lot of technique work, a lot of refinement, but the guy can play. He can move. He's got starter potential in the NFL. So when we get down to the interior offensive line, guys, again, this is Dane Brugler's top 10 positional rankings on The Athletic. It appears Scani once again had a pretty good O-line, as I believe hmm. I'm seeing all three of their guys in yeah, the top 10. Yeah, and guys that can play multiple positions. Michael Dieter from Wisconsin, uh, he has experience at left tackle. He's taken practice snaps at center, uh, played a lot of uh, a lot of snaps at guard. So I, Michael Dieter is a favorite of mine. I think he, he might be the top guard this year. Um, at least he is right now for me. Dalton Reisner from Kansas State is a college offensive tackle. I think he's going to move inside. He played center all of his life until his senior year in high school, so he's not unfamiliar with uh, with center. But I think that'll be his best long term position. Uh, I'm I'm disappointed I didn't get Ben Powers on here, the other Oklahoma guard, because I think he's absolutely uh, worthy of this list. He's a future NFL starter. So both Oklahoma guys are going to be on here. Okay, and we move on down to defense. Mm. Edge rushers, and you've got Nick Bosa as the eighth best edge in this class. Yeah, he's overrated. Okay, no, that was just to check if people were listening. No, so he's number one. He is number <laughs> Nick one. Nick Bosa's pretty number clearly. One. Hello. Uh, and yeah, I heard, received a lot of feedback about number two being Rashawn Gary. And listen, I I get it. He did not live up to the hype at Michigan in terms of production. Um, a lot of that was injury related, especially this season, but. The guy is 6'5", he's over 280 pounds, and when he t- when you see him test the way he's supposed to at the Combine, I mean, that's why teams are going to be high on him. That's why he's going to be a top 15 pick. Uh, now, we'll see. If he does not test as expected, if he uh, if something else comes up, you know, I know there's no con- character concerns there, but he is a young guy, um, you know, needs to mature in some areas. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how the process plays out. But where we are right now, he's at number two. Josh Allen from Kentucky is number three. Uh, I don't... I wrote this up, but I don't think any returning starter has helped himself more coming back for a senior year than Josh Allen. He was a potential top 100 guy last year, came back. Now he's a potential top 10 guy. Um, and then we have a, we have a log jam of edge rushers in the first round. Guys like Montez Switch, Achai Polite, Brian Burns, Cleveland Farrell. These guys are all pretty closely rated for me. Um, like Kind of like the wide receivers. They offer something different in terms of the strengths, what they do best. Um, some areas of weakness with them, but it's basically what kind of flavor of ice cream do you want uh, in terms of which one you take? I remember um, before the year that uh, Clemson was going to have four guys go in the top 20. I think we debunked that in the first uh, tape, uh, trusted tape episode of the year. Oh, okay. And now it's been debunked big time. Yeah. I mean, end. they're good. They're just not, they're not top 10 guys. I mean, right. you know, that's just, that's just the uh, reality of the situation. Now, maybe one of them sneaks into the top 10, I mean, you know, maybe two, who knows, but they're not. It's not like a lock, clear cut. These guys are that highly rated type of thing. Interior defensive line and maybe the best player in the draft is featured mm. here. I think it's so awesome when you start a college football year and you're not familiar with a guy, and by the end of the year you go, yeah, that might be the best player in the country. Yeah, that, and that's the case with Quinnen Williams from Alabama, six four, just under two hundred or three hundred pounds. Uh, he's, you know, the more homework I do on him, the more I love him. Which I was kind of worried about. Okay, the more I dig, maybe I'm not going to, you know, some of the the shine's going to come off. Uh, but no, talking to people in Alabama, he's a great kid. You know, the intangibles are there. He works hard. Uh, watching more and more tape, especially late in the season when a lot of defensive linemen wear down. No, he's still giving 100%, and he's still making a huge impact uh, with what he's been able to do. And 
Isn't it incredible that somebody that good 12 months ago, I don't want to say couldn't get on the field because he played, but wasn't featured at all. Right. You're a backup. You were behind Deron Payne. You were behind Deshaun Hand. You were behind those guys. And uh, so it's, you know, he's a redshirt sophomore, so he hasn't come out yet. But if he does, he's going to be one of the first players drafted. Um, I'm going to... I have to do a piece on him coming up here and just I'll post some of the all 22 clips. It, it just everything you want. The athleticism, check, check the box. Power, check the box. Hand technique, check the box. Range, motor, uh, ball instincts. His ball instincts blow me away for a guy that's so inexperienced. It's just, it's natural to him. It, I don't, this is a very terrible question because if you don't know it, I'm sorry. Who's the D line coach at Alabama? Uh, it seems like they are the best developers of talent. The guys have talent, but it's just every year. It's it, well, two or three I of think them every year. It, but it's more of a question, are they recruiting or are they developing or both? You right. know, I mean, Because you look at a guy, because all the defensive linemen they put in the NFL, how many have truly been, you know, like pro bowlers? You know, it, it's... The, you know, guys like Ashawn Robinson and, you know, Jerron Reed is having a heck of a season in Seattle. Um, so, you know, I think they recruit well, obviously. They get the big guys. But even Quinton Williams, he wasn't, I'm pretty sure he was like the 16th best defensive tackle in his recruiting class. Like, it wasn't a uh, Rashawn Gary or, you know, Dexter Lawrence at the top. Uh, but, you know, I heard from some people it, I, back in, I don't know, it was like early October, I tweeted, okay, you know what? Quinton Williams, he's better than Ed Oliver. I'm sorry. He just is. And I got back all oh, the production and this and that. Okay, fast forward to the end of the year. Quinton Williams, he leads the SEC, or is second in the SEC in sacks, or um, tackles for a loss. He's 18 and a half. So the production angle, cross that off. You know, you can't use it as a reason why you can't put this kid at number one. How's he going to test? Not that it's super important because we know how good he is. Yeah, I think he'll test okay. I don't know if he'll blow him. Like Ed Oliver probably tests a little bit better. Especially he's 20 pounds lighter. Right. Um, but there's no problem with Williams in terms of his fluidity, in terms of his movements, um, his short area quickness, his burst. Um, I expect him to do well on the bench. So I think he'll test uh, probably above average. Not Not average and not amazing, but above average. So it's a but another class that's kind of loaded with a logjam of these talents that we're going to be trying to separate. Guys like Jeffrey Simmons, Draymond Jones, uh, the two Clemson kids with Wilkins and Lawrence. Love the Auburn uh, defensive tackle, Derek Brown. So And that's not even getting to the seniors yet. Uh, and there's a couple pretty good senior defensive, uh, defensive tackles in this group. Of course, uh, Alabama has two D tackles on the list. Isaiah Bugs is the other one. And some people would think that Raquan Davis should have a spot on there. I, I've got some questions about him. but <laughs> Three D tackles from Bama on the list. He could easily end up in the top ten when it's all said and done. And the top linebacker is at Alabama <laughs> on Dane's positional rankings. Yeah, and... <laughs> And when I get down to safety, are they going to have the top safety? So wait till we get the corner. Are they going to have the top corner? They're not going to have the top corner, but they have the okay. top five corner. Okay. Pretty um, good defense there at Alabama. Yeah, I'd say Surprise. So. Shocking. So Mac Wilson uh, comes in at number one at the linebacker position. Uh, he's a first-year starter who's getting better as the year goes on, a guy that's uh, can play in coverage, can play. He's got with uh, play with range, play against the run. Uh, use him as a blitzer, kind of a do everything. Um, and so for a team that's looking for their Leighton Vanderesh, uh, you know it might be Mac Wilson this year. Um, I've got him ahead of Devin White, Devin Bush. Um, uh, my top senior, number four on the list, is a, a linebacker from Hawaii. Who again, another guy I haven't heard anybody talk about, but 
I'm telling you. They will now. After this, this episode, they this will. This guy is good, and he's he's big. He can run. He can play with power. Um, he's been hurt. He, he's got a shoulder. So there's some questions about is he going to be ready for the combine and all that, but uh, I, I think when it's all said and done, he's going to live up to this high ranking. Theathletic.com, you get the rest of the list there, and we move on down to cornerback, and Greedy stayed on top. Good for him. Is that wire to wire coming into the year pretty much? Yeah, I think, yeah, it has been for Greedy. He just, his uh, twitched up lower body, his length, his size, his play personality, um, I think it's all there. He's, he's so young, and he's getting better and better. Uh, which is a good sign, uh, even if his production wasn't as high this year as a sophomore. So, uh, um, Greedy Williams, I still have it number one, but Byron Murphy from Washington, he's he's not far behind. Um, he probably gets the edge in some certain car- categories, but he's also smaller. Um, I don't think he's as uh, as twitched up. Um, so, But both guys, to me, are top 15 picks. Uh, Trevon Diggs from Alabama, num- number four. This is a guy that is, he's been hurt since October with a foot, and so that might keep him from coming out early, um, but it's also why people aren't talking about him right now. But if he comes out, he's got first round potential. You know who his older brother is Stefan Diggs. There you go. Um, so he, you know they like to end it with O N in that family, Trayvon and Stefan. It's a good observation. I like that. Yeah. You, well, we had trivia night the other night, and I okay. was the first one to catch on to in the category of what do they all have in common. Mm. It was the three letters art inside the answer. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I spot things like that. You'd be, a, you'd be a good like detective. Uh, I would be good at an escape room, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, a puzzle yeah. solver. Yeah, okay. yeah, I like to do it. You're yeah, observant. Yeah, I don't want to be a detective because if you're out there pulling a great heist, I mm. support that. <laughs> okay. Right? Not like not, not like robbing someone at gunpoint and traumatizing them and scaring sure. them, but if you pull off a great heist against the man, not a man, you know, a corporation that has insurance or whatever. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to bust them. But it'd still be fun to try and figure it out, though. You don't have to tell on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I would figure it out and then tell people, like, God, don't know. Or just go back to them and say, hey, give me 20%. That'd be illegal. Never do that. Oh, okay. uh, so corner, at corner, DeAndre Baker there at three for Georgia. Yep. Um, and a lot of, like most positions, uh, a lot of juniors. Uh, Joe Juan Williams from Vanderbilt. This guy's interesting. Didn't play uh, football as a senior in high school. Goes to Vandy. He's huge, all right? He's 6'2", just under 215 pounds. Long speed's a question, but with that size and that length, he's got the short area quickness. He's he's fun. Um, there's uh, some high highs and some low lows on his tape, but uh, if you can you know eliminate the low lows, you got yourself a pretty good player. He's, he's a guy that the Seahawks and the, the Packers and the teams that really value length at the cornerback position, they're going to be high on him. Okay, and then safety is our last spot to do your top 10 positional rankings. Mm-hmm. At this point, Dane gets to change it as we have Senior Bowl and, well, the Shrine Game. What's mm-hmm. the NFLPA NFL NFLPA, Tropical Bowl, the College Grand Showcase. Those are the top five All-Star games. And the Combine, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more than five All-Star games? Uh, yeah, there's FCS Bowl. There's, uh, I mean, they change like almost every year. It's well, there's, sponsors, you know. Yeah, well, there's probably the Chips Ahoy Bowl, seven or eight, mm-hmm. uh, just in, in terms of prospect bowls. But there's probably five that I'll really have my uh, eye on in terms of produ- that uh, that produce future NFL talent. Hey, is the the LSU safety? What is he? A sophomore? Delpit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, true so sophomore. That's so, why yeah. he doesn't get to he doesn't get to play on Sundays. That's yet. why he'll be back in Baton Rouge next year. Okay, where would he be on your list? 
He'd be battling out with Deontay Thompson for the number one spot. I'd probably lean Delpit. Um, I think he's a top 10 guy. So um, absolutely, probably not probably. He would be the top guy in this league. He should do like Maurice Claret. He should sue the league and try to come to the NFL, see if it works out. That's yeah, what I would good do. Good luck. Deontay Thompson's number one, Alabama free safety. Is he a first-year starter? Yes. Well, he started the <laughs> he started the last two games last year in the, in the playoff. They just got dudes hanging out at Alabama. Yeah, like, man. Yay, whenever you want me to play, I'm a top 20 pick. Yeah, and he, he graduated this offseason, so technically he has an invite to the Senior Bowl if he wants it. I don't know if he'll actually go, but um, he is a graduate, and assuming he declares, uh, I think he is a first-round pick. Taylor Rapp from Washington. I think I have him and Nasir Adderley, my top senior from Delaware, pretty closely. Uh, Taylor Rapp is not an amazing athlete. He's not like, he's just, he's really good across the board and really good safeties across the board. They start in the NFL for a long time. And so that's why I have him at number two, Nasir Adderley at three, uh, big fan of his. Another guy who, funny, after I mention him, he kind of blows up a little bit, but uh-huh. he's got, he's, go ahead, tell him, Dane. He should be considered in the first round. Um, corner safety versatility, uh, athleticism. If he tests like, and I've talked to him multiple times. If he tests like I th- if like he thinks he will, uh, which I know every player always says they're going to run a four three and do this and that. Uh, Orlando Brown must have thought he was going to test okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, if you're not going to test okay, and you're a top fifty pick, don't test. Yeah, don't do it. Because even their worst case thoughts won't be as bad as Orlando Brown's workout was. <laughs> you're not just lying. don't work out. You ain't lying. Uh, Darnell Savage, another personal favorite of mine, comes in at number five. Um, and a couple others. Is he the little guy? I read your safety yeah. list. But he's the little guy? He's the little guy. So he's like my Desmond King, the guy that we love because he's awesome, and NFL teams are like, yeah. oh, they're a little small and a little slow, and you're like, yeah, they're really good at football. Just pick them. Yeah, he's he's a little bit smaller than King was, I think. Um, but his closing speed, his play speed, is better than King's ever was. Um, what a hater. King. Well, King probably gets the edge, and I, I really like Savage's cover instincts, but King gets the edge there. That's what makes him so uh, so talented. So uh, Savage, yeah, look past the 5'10", 195 pounds. A guy can play. Uh, I'm done, Dane. As, uh, That's the end. We don't have to do anything else. I, I do want to thank everyone who sent their questions in. I'll hold them. I'll hold your questions because we're out of time because of my body clock. Yeah, uh, you got to return to your vacation. Well, that too, but first I have to make a stop. Oh, Yeah, gotcha. down the hall. Gotcha. So thank you to everyone for listening. And if you could do a huge favor, we're trying to get our numbers up, uh, tell a friend. You know, tell one friend or two friends. Say, man, I got this college football podcast. There's this radio guy from Dallas, Jeff Cavanaugh. He's just kind of there. But Dane Brugler's a beast. And you want to listen to Trust the Tape. So five-star reviews is what we're looking for. Uh, in the comments, send us your favorite NFL player ever under five foot ten. <laughs> and that's what we'll do this week. And five star reviews and tell a friend. Uh, under five ten. I didn't have an answer ready. Three Cohen. Dane, yes. Dane Brugler's at DP Brugler. I'm at JC1053 on the tweeter. We look forward to hearing from you. We love you, and we'll hear you next week or see you next week on Trust the Tape. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.